0: Welcome to another edition of the Law Offices of Quibble, Squabble, and Bicker on this November 17th, 2021. We have an incredibly special guest today. Her name is Cresha Turner. She is a modern-day Renaissance woman, producer, actor singer, dancer, kind of like the Canadian version of Jennifer Lopez. And uh, she may or may not be sticking around later on when we discuss our client. And our client for today, everybody, is How Deep Is Your Bunker or Apocalypse Wow.
1: Behold, trapped in a hellscape of their own invention, socially unaware old white men bound by the pretense of being fake lawyers yet knowing no law, no exquisite Latin terminology, they are inexplicably compelled to quibble over minutia, squabble over triflings and bicker like those who value their backyards far too highly without even knowing the difference between an easement and an alleyway. At this very moment, you have entered the heart of the law offices of quibble, squabble, and bicker. Let's get started.
2: Oh, okay, well, <laughs> hey guys.
0: <laughs> Hello. Or you can sing or you can dance or you can like, or you can talk about the fact that you're into day trading and stocks and stuff like that. Oh, you know?
2: Listen, don't get me started on that. I will use up the entire 30% on my iPad just talking about the stock market. So, <laughs>
0: well, but- I'll get started on like the uh, cryptocurrency social media network that we're on called U-Hive, but that'll be a different Thing we you Hive, interesting yes. yeah, it's basically run by cryptocurrency you can buy uh, spots on it and um Aww. also they so their their cryptocurrency is actually available you know, speaking of currency outside of shouldn't
3: it, but... we uh, shouldn't we have our sponsor give oh, us some fake currency I th- I think that, why I do think i always that, forget uh, this
1: i don't because you don't you don't appreciate <laughs> yeah. the, all the work i do free money now to bring, now. <laughs> to bring yeah. our sponsor to the table. You know, oh, yes. I have to go out and yeah. hustle up people. It's tough in Florida, but I do it, you know, for he the does. sake of the, the show.
0: Brendan is awesome at finding sponsors that don't pay us anything. So, Brendan, <laughs> please. Thank You're you, Greg, man. for being my memory.
1: All right. Well, um, in, uh, in, in coordination with tonight's client, um, uh, our sponsor tonight. So, the end is upon us. You've retreated to the warm, safe, but slightly musty bunker. You have food, water, board games, and a loaded gun just in case. But wait, you forgot a key factor. Well, maybe a couple of factors. Not one, but in fact, number two. That's right, poop. What are you going to do with all that poop? Sure, you could break it down, dig a hole. What's the fun in that? That is why the good folks at Spunko have brought you the Poopinator 3000 Easy Craftomatic. That's right. You will take your fresh poop and turn it into healthy, nutrient-dense, vegan, gluten-free, pro-keto, gender-neutral snack bars. Why just eat something once when you can eat it again? Plus, the kids simply go wild for Poopinators Poop Bars. Don't forget to stock up on our patented Flavo spread, chocolate, vanilla, strawberry, and Four loco. (laughs) Poop Bars have all the vitality and nutritional value of those pre-apocalyptic bars you currently shoving your kid's face each morning as a meal replacement or add to their lunch box as a fun treat but our poop or should i say your poop bars won't cost you nine dollars a box so remember once you're in the bunker you still have shit to deal with why not feed it to your kids
3: poop bars they're made (laughs) from poop Oh, okay. Well, since I'm from Portland, Oregon, Brendan, I do have to correct you, and it's not exactly vegan. If it's coming out of a human body, it's not plant based.
4: <laughs> not
0: plant
1: based. Definitely not. Uh, I um, like I'll, the
0: addition of the four loco I'm though. That was, of corn. that was the inspiring.
1: four loco was the Florida part. But uh, <laughs> I'll bring it up to the the client that you're uh, protesting that their product isn't <laughs> vegan.
2: It's not vegan. Mm. <laughs>
0: Greg will get all over that. <laughs> all right, that was outstanding, Brendan. Once again, you find the best sponsors for our show. Yes. So, okay. <laughs> well, Kreisha, um, if you have anything you'd like to comment on regarding that, that'd be fine.
2: Oh, my gosh. No, I think the ad said it all. Listen, <laughs> we still got shit to deal with. We didn't think of that one, that's for sure.
3: <laughs> I'm not even going to wait for the apocalypse. I want that now. <laughs> I want Let's free go. candy bars. Let's,
0: so you can never leave your apartment, Greg. Is that why?
3: Well, it's just free candy bars.
2: I'm cheap. Yeah, I want free candy bars. We're on a budget, we're all trying to be economical right now. Well, you could do
0: it yourself, yeah. Greg. Go for it. All right. So, so is Cree a nickname for you? Because I see that on the screen that you have Cree as opposed oh, to Precious yeah. spelled out. Okay, is that yeah? People do, call do me like, Cree. uh call Is it a nationality? Um, do you have like Cree blood or? No, I don't. Even
2: though where I'm from, Edmonton, Canada, we're surrounded by a bunch of reservations that have a lot of Cree Aboriginal in Canada. So growing up, it was a great reference point for me to use to people like Cree, like the Indian, the the tribe. And they'd be like, oh yeah. So it was always an immediate reference that in Canada, people understood, you know?
0: Did you ever try to cash in on that possibly to maybe get like free college and
2: no, I didn't. I have a lot of Aboriginal friends, though, and I got to hear about everything that they had to deal with. But there's always a catch-22 when it comes to that stuff. So but that's... Now,
0: you're, you're, you mentioned both Indigenous and Aboriginal. So in Canada, how is, like, obviously in the United States, we call them Native Americans, or you call them something different in Canada?
2: Yes, yeah, so over the course of my lifetime. <laughs> so, and the government likes to change it probably every decade. So I remember when I was in elementary school, it was Indian. Then when I was in junior high, it was it was Native Americans. And then by the time I was in high school, the official government term is now Aboriginal. So I've been programmed from high school to use Aboriginal. Canada, even say Aboriginal. I have
3: Canadian friends who always call it First Nations. Is that a yeah? Thing? It might be a that? different.
2: It might be a different province too, because I have I do hear that as well. First Nations. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you ever but get confused by people as being a member of the First Nations?
2: Uh, yes. Okay.
0: <laughs> that's when you, you got to get the uh, the money out of that one.
2: I was somehow. like, which one is it? Because <laughs> you look this way. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny, the, the technicalities, and you don't want to offend anybody, so you're kind of like, oh, okay, let me say that. Is
3: there a large uh, Jamaican community in Canada?
2: absolutely I don't know <laughs> I listen I will teach you so and, and you know just <laughs> not to go into too much of a spiel, spiel but you know I always tell people that Canada is a nation of immigrants Canada has multiple of the largest populations outside of their origin country so Toronto Canada has the largest Jamaican population outside of Jamaica and Vancouver has the largest Chinese population outside of China um Whoa.
3: And I hear Toronto has the largest Filipino population outside of the Philippines. Yeah, is that true? no,
2: because Canada is, is like I said, it's a nation of immigrants. Everybody is from somewhere, or their parents were from somewhere. And everybody's still very closely connected with, like, their motherland, whatever their motherland is.
3: Well, we have a Statue of Liberty that welcomes them. Do you have a thing like that in Canada?
2: No, we don't have that.
3: Bring us your poor...
0: They have the yeah. monolith of Liberty, Great.
1: Breeze, you're
3: poor, you're swarthy.
1: Don't they have, like, a big Paul Bunyan thing? Maybe that's a West Coast thing.
2: <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> they have the maple <laughs> leaf of Liberty. Canadian. We get free maple syrup and ketchup <laughs> chips. That's what we get. Ketchup no. chips?
0: Like, they make <laughs> chips out of ketchup? Like, they freeze dry it or something? or
2: Oh, you don't know about ketchup chips?
1: No. No.
2: These I so, it's that. like salt, salt and vinegar chips. Uh-huh. But the flavor is ketchup.
0: Oh, you mean like potato chips? Yeah. Like oh, potato potato chips. Oh, 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 okay. Well, yes, I've, heard of ketchup. Of flavor. I've heard of ketchup-flavored like potato, ketchup- potato chips. I thought you were like actual ketchup chips. Like they take ketchup oh, and them. they we dry it, it out and they turn it into chips or something. Oh, That's no. the stuff that <laughs>
2: sticks
3: at the on the rim of the ketchup bottle, that nasty thing. You're- oh, like a little
2: crusts, <laughs> and they turn
3: it into yeah. a
0: whole like baked <laughs> chip.
3: It's Could like buffalo
0: chips you know it's this a similar thing you know it comes out of the end of a buffalo you find <laughs> no, this like no, a living breathing stupid. ketchup bottle and it comes out of the end of a ketchup bottle and there you have your chips greg
3: so i would like to just say that um i'm channeling my great aunt nanina who lived to be 103 she was dominican
1: mm-hmm.
3: and i saw your video sexy gal that sent me a link and uh-huh. all i all nanita would have said is i know Mira. i know
2: Mira." <laughs> That was a very
3: provocative video. Sure.
2: It was. I know, some days I'm like maybe I should get them to take that down. <laughs> <laughs> was I had like this someone's moment. suggestion
3: it was like the yeah, director it, wanted to do
2: that. It was it was definitely management and everybody's suggestion <laughs> because I had never done anything so sexy and even my personality. I'm actually secretly just a nerd. So they be trying to convince people that I'm like this sultry Diva. Um, when all I do is stare at crypto and the stock market all day. But And yeah, yet you was... <laughs> have
0: five hundred thousand followers on Instagram that I don't think are following you because Oh, they all think crypto. I'm
2: sexy and sultry too. Yeah. Well it's, it's because of it's all the, the bikini pictures the you have
0: on there. You got all those shots of you in bikinis and with sultry photos. I mean, it's not like no. you're looking at your computer and looking at the statistics for a regu- for a stock or how you Apple know, is doing. I was
2: thinking of doing that though, like bikinis and stocks and put it together. It could be a thing. <laughs>
0: That's
1: might, an idea. You could <laughs> probably yeah, what, get a lot
0: of clients that way. What
1: what what you really need to do is you need to start a Twitch channel where I you have a Twitch. You have a Twitch? Do you do day trading in a bikini cuz that could be huge.
2: Well, see, this was the thing. Is that was actually originally one of my like ideas that I told my management. But I actually teach classes on a different platform that's a live broadcasting platform like a Twitch. Um right. so I do that. I teach a class every Sunday, but I they're very PG. This platform is very PG, so I I Teach it fully closed, unfortunately. But <laughs> unfortunately,
0: <laughs> unfortunately, she's like, "I wish I could be naked, but they won't let me."
2: Listen, I hashtag I hate pants. I am part of the revolution that would like for pants to be a oblib- uh, oblib- uh, obliterated, obliterated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I gotta yeah. say
3: when I'm when I'm home, I'm just naked when it's hot. I, I don't care,
2: and he doesn't. Who needs clothes? Clothes are dumb, especially pants. Screw them.
0: Well, you know, okay. pants do have a little bit of a function in terms of protecting your furniture.
3: Yeah. yeah.
0: What's happening at your house, Matt, that we... <laughs> right. <laughs> Matt's not wiping his pants. Matt's not
3: wiping pants. You're
4: wearing <laughs> pants
3: to protect Run, he's your running, furniture? He's
2: running into chairs and, <laughs> and Matt, dressers. Matt's not really <laughs> sure. wiping his after he takes a shit. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. <laughs> all
0: right. Preparing myself for the sponsors uh, bars is what I'm doing.
2: Yes. Yeah. Well <laughs>
1: when, All right. When did, you, when did you first get involved in music? Was it something you started when you were very, very young? Was it something that came later? What how did how did you get started?
2: I actually started late. Mm. in in context because i feel like most of the singers you run into they're like oh i've been singing since i could walk like you know no that was not me at all i didn't start singing so i am a canadian jamaican and um, my mom is jamaican my father's canadian and so when i was 14 i got deported not by the government. I got deported by my mom. My mom deported me to Jamaica. What? <laughs> that's a thing?
0: You don't God, belong here anymore. Hey, mothers, what? they deport everybody across Canada. Did you, they just
3: Did you misbehave one day? She was like, I'm not grounding you. I'm deporting you. That's
2: <laughs> exactly what happened. That is oh exactly God. what happened.
3: That is See, tough love.
2: Anybody who has immigrant parents... Like, all immigrant parents threaten to deport their children if they misbehave. But I feel like I'm the only one that it ever actually happened to.
3: (laughs) So she deported you back to Jamaica?
2: She deported me to Jamaica, yeah. I lived with my grandma and my aunt. But so I was 14 when I got deported. And it was when I was living in Jamaica. So I went to part of my high school in Jamaica that, you know, the Jamaican culture, everybody knows, everybody knows reggae, everybody knows Bob Marley. Um, To say music is not one of the strongest holds on on that country and the culture that it breathes is music. So everybody sings. And it was when I was there that, you know, some friends peer pressured me into joining the church youth (laughs) choir. And that's where I fell in in love with singing. So I started singing. Was it the
0: youth choir, the church youth choir in Jamaica? Yes. It so was. was it a Rastafarian church that you were a part of? Or? No, I actually went oh. to a
2: Pentecostal church. Oh no. Oh. Not, oh no. Like think Blues Brothers, like that scene <laughs> in Blues Brothers where people oh, with the tambourines running up and down the okay. aisles and dancing but and don't doing the Pentecostals... Don't
3: Pentecostals like handle snakes and shit? No, no, no those are the no, extreme no. ones, Greg.
0: No, those no are, I that's don't know that's those like ones. an extreme Baptist one. But you know, maybe Pentecostals <laughs> are a little different in Jamaica. I mean, Pentecostals generally, the U.S. One. are like heavy on the speaking in Yikes. tongues, right? Yeah. Oh, that no, type they of speak thing.
2: in tongues in Jamaica. They're about that stuff too in Jamaica. Yeah, no, that's 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 sort of
1: the key, uh, yeah, thing. Now, when they speak in tongues mm-hmm.
0: in Jamaica, do they speak it in, in a Jamaican accent, or is it some other unintelligible accent?
2: Oh no, they be speaking a different language, so it ain't coming out in Jamaican accent. That's for sure.
0: Well, you can speak a different language with a Jamaican accent. I mean, I'm, too I'm pretty...
2: but I guess I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know what a uh, another language sounds like in a Jamaican accent.
0: Well, you've, you've like, spoken think about it. English in a Jamaican accent, haven't you?
2: Yeah, I can, I, I can speak the dialect fully. Well, there you go. Yeah. But still at the same time, if I don't know Spanish, I've had Spanish people explain to me, like, oh, that person's from the south of Spain versus this person's from the east, and I can tell by their accent. To me, it all sounds the same. Do you know oh, what I, I mean? I,
3: yeah, I hear you. I saying. think speaking in tongues, Matt in Jamaica sounds like dang a dang
0: Really? And do they have blue yeah, moons there, good. Greg, as well? Did you, you, did you ever,
3: ever speak in tongues? Did you ever find the spirit in you and you wanted to speak in tongues? Did...
2: No, I didn't. Mm-mm. I didn't love the singing though. Well, it's yeah. not. It, because I'm. Tame. I don't know. Everybody has their own experience, but for me, I will say that the reason I felt in love with singing that way, um, or in general, is. And I always give this analogy. So before I sang, I was a dancer. So I went from the time I was four, my parents put me in like tap and modern and jazz and all that other kind of stuff, and I I was part of an African dance ensemble. So as a dancer, you know the power of music because it makes you want to move. Like you can't explain why you want to move this way. You just do. And so when I was singing on the choir in Jamaica and to see this, the reaction, especially from a Pentecostal church, which is over the top, people start speaking in tongues. People start screaming and people start dancing. And I just remember the the awareness of understanding that for the first time in my life, I was the action that caused the reaction, because I was part of this choir that was, we were the ones singing, we were the ones creating this music. And, it, and to me, so even within this extreme behavior, yes, it's not typically how an audience would react, but it was still part of this like, euphoric understanding of like yeah like i am the catalyst that caused this in some kind of strange way if that makes well, sense i think i get
0: it so basically you had like control over the audience and that was like addictive to for you a little bit
2: but and then also the understanding that like through my emotion i could evoke somebody else's emotion or through my sincerity in what i was singing or you know what i mean like it's there's so many different elements especially when you're singing emotional songs in church that you know, for whatever, whatever phase you might be in your life, um, that connect more than the other, but it's, it's just a, an overstanding of, uh, like, the emotional connectivity and power that music has, and to yeah. be the one seeing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's
1: nowhere that you can really, I, I think, honestly, having been to Pentecostal churches and other African-American churches here in the South over the years, there's nothing that, that you, you can't, but you can't, not be moved by the crowd and the music and the whole thing. There's just no way you couldn't unless you're a robot. Um that's why there's not a lot of big singers coming out of Lutheran churches, uh Matt and Greg. You know, that's just there's not that same level of
0: uh, uh Episcopalian
3: big, big singing Mormon, energy
1: at the, the Mormon
3: uh, singers, at, the Mormon tabernacle choir. Well that's, that's a, a different
1: no, the, the Tabernacle it's Choir is a energy, different though.
3: vibe. It's a different, yeah.
1: it's a whole mm-hmm. different thing. But, but yeah. The, it's uh, more emo. And
0: uh, they wouldn't let emo. Jamaicans into that choir anyway.
1: <laughs> I don't I think mean, they would. <laughs> I mean, Greg, you, you were no. raised Catholic, right, Greg? Yes. Okay. Was there a lot of singing and dancing that you felt motivated by at a Catholic church? No. Exactly.
3: Yeah.
1: I remember growing up Catholic and my friend's um, father took me uh, to a black church for the first time. He said, you got to go to church with us on Sunday. And I'm like, okay. And I went and I was blown away. I, yeah. I couldn't believe it because my other religious experience had been, you know, and this vampire yeah. coming through the crowd. And I'm like, what is all this? <laughs> A
0: vampire? What? And the
1: incense? that. The incense. Yeah, it's terrible. It's scary yeah. as hell. Yeah. Because
0: oh, yeah. you are raised like Irish Catholic, Brendan. Is that it? Mm, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't have those experiences having been raised by Jews. And I was
3: Italian, Hispanic, Catholic.
0: Italian, Hispanic, Catholic,
3: what? Yeah, both my parents grew up Catholic.
0: Oh, oh, interesting.
1: God. So, 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 when did you? When did your mother decide to bring you back? I mean, did did, did you pass some sort of test, or, or did
0: she you're... just forget about you and she's like, Oh no, I got in, in trouble
2: Jamaica. in Jamaica again, and then I got. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait, what kind of trouble? You seem like this wholesome person. Oh what God. kind of trouble are you getting into? To first be deported to Jamaica and then get deported back.
3: Did you try to like assassinate the president of Jamaica or something? <laughs> like, what are
0: you doing? No. <laughs> Yeah. She like said something bad about no. Bob Marley. They're like, "No, you got to go."
1: I, I can guess. see getting deported out of Canada to Jamaica. I have to understand how you get kicked out of Jamaica.
0: She like stole uh, Jimmy yeah, Cliff's beer remember, or something.
2: Me saying deported is by my family members, <laughs> like official government <laughs> personnel. Like, so it's and I, I actually was a great kid. Like, I was a major honor student. I listened. I was. I grew up scared shitless of my mom. So. Mind you, for to get the first time to get deported to Jamaica, I actually broke my first rule. Mm. So it wasn't even like I did anything extreme. My mom just does not play. My mom was like, and that's why. Can I you tell grew us what up it with,
3: was. What was it? What, what was the transgression?
2: The transgression <laughs> was no boys in the house without parents home <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> and that was in both canada and jamaica they were the, the same trans no it, oh. no
2: in in jamaica i, I my mom like my aunt and my grandma was super strict i wasn't allowed to go anywhere but homeschool and church and yeah i was not to go anywhere <laughs> but no it was like some misunderstanding like some drama at my church it's a long story but like to me i didn't even feel like it was my fault but but nonetheless it in put my aunt under stress because there in jamaica the churches have like a hierarchy like i feel like in america churches aren't really like that but you have to remember jamaica's the third world country so there's already a hierarchy within society you know you're either from uptown or downtown uptown is you're wealthy, you're probably fair skinned, you might be a foreigner. Like, There's all these different dynamics within that social structure Mm -hmm. that translate into a hierarchy in the church. So when you are a deacon or you're somebody that associates with the pastor, like it's, oh my God, you talk to pastor. So, and um, because I guess of like the, whatever expectations that that came with, like, I don't, it was just dumb shit. I didn't even do nothing. But anyways, I can afford (laughs) it back. you
1: You got sent back to Canada nonetheless.
2: Yes.
0: I did. Now you said that your your Canada is a nation of immigrants, but then you say that your father is a Canadian and your mother is Jamaican. Yes. So then, yes. so what immigration? What where did your father's people immigrate from?
2: So my dad is second generation. So his parents were also born in Canada, but his grandparents uh, were from Scotland and Germany.
0: Oh, okay, got yeah. it. And mm-hmm. your mother you, was you first like generation from Jamaica. Sure.
2: Oh, uh my mom immigrated to Canada in the seventies. So okay. so because my mom was not born in Canada, I'm it makes me a first generation um yes. immigrant in Canada. Yes. Got it. George, what was your George, George question? Yeah, George. I was just
3: gonna ask, did you love Jamaica? Was it hard to be go back to the cold of Canada? Like, oh I was I'm in this tropical paradise.
2: And you then know I get sent
3: back to Canada.
2: Uh, this is, I always explain to people that I my entire life had always had a love-hate relationship with Jamaica. And it had to do, because before I lived there, we would go to Jamaica every year, either for summer or for Christmas. So my, my association and my constantly, frequently in Jamaica, interacting with our family, interacting with the culture is where I guess I gained my anxieties from. I have social anxiety, but I just, I'm great at managing it. Um, (laughs) We'll help you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) In Jamaica, because of the cultural differences. um, So for example, uh, like I would always have anxiety when I would go to Jamaica because people are really aggressive there. They're super, super, especially when we would go to Kingston, which is like the Mexico city of Mexico. Like we're not going to... Montego Bay and Ocho Rios and Negro, we're going to city. We're going to Kingston, yeah. Jamaica, which at the, like, when I lived there, Kingston, Jamaica had the highest murder rate in what the Western hemisphere. There was, there was, there was actually the summer. I think it was the summer of 2000 when I was there, they almost sent in military to extract all the Canadian and U.S. citizens out um, because gunmen had taken over the country. Like I did not leave my house for a month and a half. So wow. there was a lot of like, political stuff going on. There was a lot of civil unrest. So within understanding the Jamaican culture, their temperament, you know what I mean? Like, you know, every country you go to, people have different dispositions. People have different ways of interacting with people. So because I'm so fair-skinned, even though I'm half black, half white, uh, even my brothers are darker than me, I'm extra beige. You know, when they see me, they automatically are like, okay, she's a foreigner, she's wealthy, she's privileged. So, automatically, I'm a target people. Like, I I remember when I moved there and I didn't understand why people just hated me. And I'm here like this happy-go-lucky Canadian. It's probably because
0: your color is the same color as the walls of most apartments.
2: (laughs) Yes, that's exactly what it is. You have to call your
0: next
2: album Extra Beige. (laughs) That's your next album title. Extra Beige. Extra accent. We say say Extra Beige. Now, are you
0: allowed to use that accent? I mean, I understand that you're half Jamaican, but you were raised in Canada. Are you not like uh called to the carpet for appropriation of the accent whenever you talk with no them, she's not like to that. make it she didn't yeah i know accent. but you know i it's talk still... it all the time okay. I, no
2: i i receive it i receive people not understanding it but to me you know i mean my mom speaks it so i grew up it's like being bilingual you have yeah. one parent that's chinese and you happen to learn chinese or you one parent spanish and one parent english like you learn to speak both and mm. and within that same concept like there's a, a concept there's jokes that aren't funny Unless I'm saying it to my mom in the accent, because it has to do with the sense of humor of that culture and that time and that space. It's so the same I thing on the show. Family. There's
0: jokes that aren't funny here either.
2: <laughs> I feel
3: like and that. Mostly there's, has has to do with,
1: there's that mostly just has to do with Matt's time and place. That's but, pretty true. Yeah, but it, <laughs>
3: but I could talk to my dad about a spicy meatball and we'd crack up. So it was appropriate.
2: <laughs> yeah, everything. Everything has its own context. So within that. And then it's the same thing, too. If someone automatically speaks to me in a Jamaican accent, I, without even thinking about it, reply in it. You know what I mean? So so that's the thing is, like, I can talk talk both ways. But coming to America, I did find that when I would switch back and forth, people were so confused by it. And I remember even people saying that, like, I was a Jafakin. But to me, (laughs) within the concept of how i was raised just naturally going back and forth like to me i didn't understand how it was any different than being bilingual you know and especially go ahead go
0: ahead i was just going to make a bad joke so go ahead
2: (laughs) but and other canadians other canadian jamaicans understand that the same way too they're like yeah we can chat whenever we feel to but then if we're going to speak proper english will speak proper English. And it's the same thing in, in Europe because there's a lot of Jamaicans in London. They will speak in the British accent and when they drop, they'll start chatting Jamaican. So to me, the fact that they didn't understand that, I was like, what are you, what's your problem? Like, what? I don't, you know, but I understand that, it, you know, you know what you've experienced and what you've grown up in. So just the duality is not as common within, I feel like uh, the American society than it is per se in countries that are are more used to the the the, the concept of i don't know if, I, if, I'm, if I'm saying this right because america used to mass immigration but i feel like other countries when i travel to them they encourage you to identify with your heritage or your culture while in America, they want you to throw away your culture and just be American. Does that make sense? Yeah, basically,
0: yeah. you have to fake it till you Jamaican. That was the joke <laughs> I was, was going to do before Thank you, Matt. I, I had to get it out <laughs> of my system, though. So, well, America's
3: the melting pot. We want everyone to melt into this American
0: uh, fondue. Maybe? Greg, yeah. where have you gone?
3: He's
0: gone. I'm he's gone
1: black. But <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you know, it is, it is interesting in America. We, we certainly, uh, we have accents, you know, and, 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 um, you know, if you're from a certain area, like my wife is from Minnesota and I can tell when she talks to people from Minnesota, she will suddenly start sounding like she just stepped off the you know set of Fargo, Uh Um, you know, so there's, so there is kind of like, it's like a tuning fork kind of thing that happens, um, but it's less cultural in the U S and it's much more regional. Although I've, lived in Florida for 20 years and have not developed a Southern accent and refuse. So. You know,
0: if you go far enough South though, you could get a Jamaican accent. So
1: well, yeah, you can down to Miami. Sure. Right. You get, you uh, just go
0: further South. You'll make it there. You
1: right. know, I did well, have that's... a question
0: for, for creation, which has nothing to do with any of this, but it had to do with Good. the fact that she was an executive producer for a documentary about Fidel Castro. Oh wow. and, <laughs> and I was curious as to, why you were part of a documentary about fidel castro
3: my mom's cuban i'm very interested
2: oh okay so for me i how i even got brought into this project so there okay i am a person of information like my entire life i've just been obsessed with i'll I'll go through different phases where i become obsessed with one thing and like consume everything that i can (laughs) and so i had this phase where i was obsessed with african politics fascinating Hmm. stuff and And um, that's what
0: phil Castro is known for
2: african politics (laughs) (laughs) this is i'm gonna lead you there follow me (laughs) nelson mandela nelson mandela always claimed fidel castro to be his hero and okay when you first hear that you're like what nelson mandela claimed him to be his hero and it's because there's so much of the african history that people don't even understand the overthrowing of apartheid not can single-handedly be associated with but there's a large portion that a lot of that american history news north american history news media never kind of touched on but cuba sent troops sent troops sent um equipment sent military arms sent all this stuff stuff to angola at the time there was stuff going on in angola they trained africans they fought next to them they gave them their own military weaponry they because the apartheid was coming up, up 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 like south africa's here at the bottom namibia um angola is right up here and this is the uh east West Coast of Africa. Coast, yeah. I know I'm giving you geography now, but so oh, they worked. They I'm they appreciating all the hand
0: gestures, though. But go they ahead. They
2: overthrew Angola, moved down through Namibia, and it was from that that um, Fidel's army and his people uh, essentially helped overthrow apartheid in South Africa. Hmm. So when I learned this, this is this is not common information. And when you start to learn about his intricacy and how he was completely involved in this. It's kind of like why didn't people know about this? So to me, you know, in so many fascinating human beings that we discover in history, there's always a duality to them. You know what I mean? And and to me, that was part of my fascination that from this obsession of of African politics, African history in modern society, and then also learning about Fidel Castro's role in overthrowing the apartheid government. And then also learning about, you know, what went on between Cuba and like, there's just so much information, but I did feel there was a part of him that we never kind of looked at. And that was the man. So that's what this documentary is about. So we interviewed his family members. We even interviewed his his ex-wives, his children. There's photos that have never been seen to the public in this documentary. We talked to Che Guevara's widow, like it was his bodyguards everybody that was super close to him to try and get just this an understanding of this man on the opposite side that most people obviously would never see you're trying Um, to like
0: humanize Castro since he's been demonized for so long and it it depends
2: and it depends where you're from you have to remember i'm from canada he was never demonized in canada
3: um you can still get cuban cigars there right you never oh absolutely
2: Absolutely, yeah. people actually secretly think that Trudeau is potentially a, a love child of Fidel Castro. Google it. <laughs> well, Google it. Is it's, it's a QAnon it's, thing. It's it's oh it's no. It's
0: It's Canada, Greg.
2: <laughs> no, just Google it. Just Google Fidel Castro and and Trudeau. I'm not saying it's real, but you know, but there was a relationship. There's a healthy relationship between Canada and Cuba, and always has been. Hmm. Um, so in in my broad uh, sorry, that's a Jamaican word. Uh, in my upbringing. No, I
0: I want to go back to the word you just used, Bratopsy. Bratopsy. We say Bratopsy. Bratopsy. It's like Italian. So it's
2: it's brought up, like how you're brought up. Uh Bratopsy. Yeah, we say Bratopsy. So So how you were raised, we would say, yeah, she's not Bratopsy. It's like
0: epilepsy, (laughs) but (laughs) Bratopsy. Yes.
2: Yeah,
1: very similar to epilepsy.
2: Uh, (laughs) Completely, absolutely.
1: Where can can people see this documentary? I'm, I'm in.
2: Um, it's actually been touring a bunch of the independent film circuit festivals mm-hmm. right now. Um, I, it just premiered a, a, a I've, uh, I'm drawing a complete blank, but it was just one that happened literally like last week. Um, and then after we finished, cause you know, once you get a bunch of different film festivals, it adds value to it and then you try sure. to sell it. So once we sell it, we hope to sell it to like, you know, a platform that I could be able to say like, Hey, go to. I don't know, Amazon, and and view this doc, or A&E's, you know, right. going to do it. But it's not it's not sold yet. We're still doing film festivals, so.
3: Got it. Still I want to see that. So yeah. do you know this it's in true. your research, do you know that Fidel Castro tried out for the Yankees before he became I did leader not of Cuba? That. And just how weird it is alternate history-wise, if he was a better baseball player, Cuba might have been a very different country. He wow. would just been a Yankee
2: he really wow. did he was really would, good at baseball it
0: would be weird for fidel castro ever to be called a yankee
2: yes that would be super weird Not yankee go home. With his, yeah with his militants and the way when you start to, yeah that's fascinating yeah. but
3: also so my mom was cuban dominican but mm-hmm. she talked about cuba more and she was they were one of the rich cubans that they were the, that was the oh reason they hated fidel <laughs> yes she did and she was so liberal in her politics about everything else it was democrat liberal but when it came uh-huh. to Fidel Castro, he was the devil. And even as a teenager, I'd be like, "But mom, you know, yeah, he's an autocrat. He doesn't let free press. But it's better than Samosa, because that guy was a fascist, and he let yeah. everyone starve. So Fidel, I have always had the soft spot, even though I know I wish he liked democracy a little more. But he mm-hmm. at least feeds the people and gives them medicine as much as he can. When they, yeah. when we put the embargo on them, they couldn't do shit. They, they couldn't like, do shit. Yeah, but he tried yeah. at least. Shit. Samosa didn't give
0: a shit about the poor. he's just let them die. Talking about Samosa or
2: Batista? Oh,
3: that's what I meant to say, huh? Batista,
2: sorry. The guy before. I knew you meant the guy before. That is
0: Greg (laughs) giving us alternate history by having somebody who's actually a pastry running the country before Castro. It's like
2: that TV show, Drunken History. That's so funny. It's 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 he's a I, I I'm. That's why I did it, though. Fidel is a fascinating human being. And like I said, for people to not know that he single like he played a massive part in overthrowing the apartheid government. And it was after a bunch of. I'm going to go into a whole history lesson but I was because the was...
0: ANC had a lot of communist ties the African National Congress had a lot of communist ties so I, I can understand how Fidel would be connected to it to some extent yeah
2: but then yeah. there's also the point that this was also a point in time where there was a slaughtering of teenagers by the by the apartheid military literally can we do that a...
0: here now is that possible no. No, can we stop this. slaughtering of no. teenagers um, I think
3: they are
2: doing
0: that in America <laughs> that's um, right it's but... all it's Columbine Got Essentially
2: it. it was like it was it was genocide that was occurring um and America literally told the United Nations to not interfere and that it was none of their business so while all of the other countries were being told by America to not intervene in this genocide uh like Cuba was like oh y'all I'm gonna go help these people
1: What time frame was that
2: so, that- in I believe in in 1974, um, okay. in, 19, in 1974, uh, June 16th, which is called Youth Day in South Africa, is when something like 5,000 uh, high school students took to a pe- uh, took to a peaceful protest in the streets and left the school. And the apartheid government sent in the military guard, and they gunned them down, unarmed wow. teenagers in their in their suits, and and slaughtered like over 600 of them. Wow. um so and so the world even though the press was not that massive the united nations pe- countries were like we this is this is ridiculous like what is happening um and they wanted to send in aid and the us said no and fidel said <laughs> yeah <laughs> that is yeah,
4: so-
0: a horrible story well I hate. It is. It. it is a tragic story. I think we could talk to you for approximately three to ten hours.
2: Oh yeah, um, I could talk about all kinds of things.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> you're fascinating. I really love the depth know if, like, of this conversation.
2: <laughs> yeah, I right. can talk about what that for five, five hours too. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> but saying? there's
0: a reason you're doing um, podcasts and what have you. There's something you're promoting. What what is it that you're actually promoting that we'd never know? Oh.
2: Oh, music. I have music coming out <laughs> in 2020. Do you? After you? my 2020, so year... you're,
0: you're having music come out a year ago. <laughs>
2: 20, oh, I meant to say 2022. I just saw a bunch of twos in my brain. 2022, and um, I've That's... been on a five-year hiatus. I haven't released anything since 2015. That was Sexy Gal, to...
0: wasn't it? The last. Yes,
2: that really was saying. Sexy Gal. And yeah. then I went and minded my own business. I went and fucked off and minded my own business. and. <laughs> and started you know becoming obsessed with stocks so um but yeah music once again it's back in my life so you're gonna have a new
0: album coming out in 2022 or or just one song at least
2: an ep no we're at least doing an ep and sometimes when you have i'm just gonna start making i've started making music and whether it stops at an ep which is six songs or makes its way all the way to an album which is like eight to ten songs we shall see um Will it but, be yeah. like
0: a Swedish accent this time? or um...
2: I was thinking a Taiwanese accent.
0: Yeah, but... that'd be good because that's like political now because <laughs> China's going after Taiwan. You might want to actually put that in play.
2: Actually, I have Chinese in me. Maybe I should do a Chinese accent instead.
0: <laughs> it could make sense. No, Taiwanese would be better because you want to like be yeah. the underdog in that whole fight. <laughs> yes. But we have reached basically the halfway mark. Um I, I recommend you stick around, at least through the cooking segment. Ben, you can I have
2: certainly... 2% left, so I'm going to sit here. Okay. You know where I'm going yeah. if we'll, the 2% we'll, we'll take
0: out. you. We'll <laughs> take you through that. and Because uh, I believe that the cooking segment segment was specifically um, was done for you today. Oh. So, uh-oh. What's happening here? I Once don't again, know. It is. I'm <laughs> expecting correction.
3: some inappropriate oh, yeah. accents right now. I'm a little
2: worried. Hopefully. No, Linden's... I'm not going to do it.
3: Brendan's jib no, limbo?
2: What? <laughs> Star
3: Trek Aquaman? I don't know, man. That was a know. weird. That was something
0: you were supposed to see, but uh, I think we just lost her. No oh, fiction here.
3: I'm here.
0: Okay. Is that your fan
4: fiction? Yeah. She's that's- right there.
0: That's what it is. It's fan fiction. All right, here we go. Food is for eating. Can you hear it? Food is for eating. Food is for eating with
1: Waspy Soda Pop. How do everybody? I hope
0: you're having a great time. This is Waspy Soda Pop with Food is for Eating. And we have today the most simple jerk chicken you can make. So here's how you do it. Two teaspoons of all spice. That doesn't mean you get every spice you have Allspice is its own thing, so two teaspoons of that. Two tablespoons of brown sugar. Not the song, it's actually sugar. Come on, stay with me. Half a teaspoon of cumin, quarter teaspoon of cloves, quarter teaspoon of cinnamon, one teaspoon of salt, half a teaspoon of freshly ground black pepper, one eighth a teaspoon of cayenne pepper, one tablespoon of canola oil and one and a half pounds of boneless, skinless chicken breast. Now here's what you do with those chicken breasts. You pull them to the left, you pull them to the right. You gotta do it fast in what we call a jerky motion. Pull it again, pull it again, whack it against the countertop. That's how you get your real jerk chicken. Anyway, then you combine all the spices, brown sugar, oil in a small bowl. You preheat a skillet or a grill to high heat. You rub the spice mixture over the chicken breast. You can layer the spice mixture on the chicken as thick or thin as you like. Should be enough to cover about, you know, four large chicken breasts, one and a half pounds. You know, that's in the ingredients. Weren't you paying attention? Anyway, place the spice rub chicken breast on the hot grill in your skillet. Cook for about four minutes on each side until the exterior is very deep dark brown the inside is no longer pink then you want to remove from the heat and let it rest for five to ten minutes let the juices soak in before the cutting and then make sure that you insult those chicken breasts when they come out you tell them who's boss you tell them they don't look good you tell them they look fat in those pants you do all sorts of things because you know what if you're gonna make jerk chicken you gotta be a jerk anyway this is waspy soda pop see ya all right well it's it's probably. No, you just gave us a total recipe for jerk chicken, didn't
3: Do anything different?
0: It may be Why time to retire that <laughs> segment. Like, he's got issues.
3: Oh, I'm yeah. sorry, Waspy did not you? No. I, I I misspoke. <laughs> I'm like, I
1: anyway, feel yeah, he was very angry in that episode. <laughs> yeah, like, damn
3: I'm dude, leave the alone. chickens alone,
1: Waspy. <laughs>
0: chickens. Normally, he, normally, he's much more he's more calm. Although there's generally like a. Uh, uh, an aggressiveness to his recipes as well.
1: I think we need to check his meds to make sure he's doing okay. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like he was a little off today. Might be
0: time to retire him to once a month, I think. So <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that brings us now to our client for the day. And hopefully Cree can stick around and deal with our client, which is uh, how deep is your bunker or apocalypse? Wow. So could I just say she's a no.
3: 1%. So do you want to like actually really promote your stuff. like where can we find it oh yeah that would probably
0: be good she's almost done i do have to say that i went to your the the link for your dot turner.com and it goes to a link tree and there's about three or four of those that don't work so i just thought you should yeah like the instagram Mm -hmm. one i think it said something's wrong and then it the 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 shopping one i couldn't see stuff to buy oh uh, yeah my
2: shopping one is is we pulled that down because i'm designing new stuff
0: oh got it okay and then the yes. Bigo one, that didn't your hands? go to oh, your hands? Oh, that thing. one didn't work? Yeah.
2: That was just my... <laughs>
0: She's voguing for us.
2: <laughs> She's yeah, under. Yes. Um, okay, I'll go check that. Thank you. I did sure. not know.
0: But, but so, uh, what's, what's the name of the that... documentary? What's the name of the music that's gonna be coming out? Where can people find your stuff?
2: I don't know what the music's gonna be called. <laughs> i still got a extra beige. Actually, extra, <laughs> beige, extra beige
0: extra beige extra beige um,
2: extra i do beige. have one song that we know is going to be a single that's called private island um so that will probably be a tune that's out but as for the name of the ep i don't know it's it's gonna be fly though but you can find all of my stuff anywhere creesha mm-hmm. turner.com so k-r-e-e-s-h-a-t-u-r-n-e-r and that's Face, backslash, Facebook, slash, Chris Turner, Instagram, backslash, Kreisha Turner, everything, backslash, Kreisha Turner.
0: <laughs> There's a lot of slashing going on. Backslash. She's also yeah. going to be doing a horror movie soon as well. It sounds yeah, like she's, the Be one it. of her over 500,000 followers on Instagram, one of her over 300,000 followers on Facebook, and uh, her five followers on Twitter. Wow. and. <laughs> And listen to her, her, her stocks as well. But yeah, um, and Turner.com. And everybody should know Kresha is spelled K-R-E-E-S-H-A. And Turner is spelled T-U-R-N-E-R. So together. Like
2: Tina Turner.
0: At a right. dot com on it. Right. It's Tina Turner. But the has a dollar sign. Mm-hmm. Line Adopted it. child. There's no dollar sign. No
1: dollar sense. She's uh, not Kesha Turner. Sign. She's Kresha no. Turner.
0: <laughs> All right. So we're dealing with apocalypse today. So, you know, there have been a number of apocalypses that we've kind of avoided over like the centuries, the millennia, uh, one of which was an ice age from about uh, 10, 20,000 years ago. There was like a deep freeze where well, a lot of people didn't survive out. that. Matt. Right. <laughs> but yeah, yeah obviously okay. you know, there are many things that we didn't, that no, many but a people lot of didn't survive.
3: We will, someone will survive during any apocalypse, but it's a lot of devastation. So,
0: well, it depends if you're it's talking about an world. apocalypse or the apocalypse. So which apocalypse oh, are you talking about, Greg?
3: The Pentecostal one.
0: The Pentecostal well, apocalypse? I,
1: I mean, are we talking about the apocalypse? Are we talking about, you know, historical things where, you know, meteors hit and dinosaurs disappeared? I mean, those aren't really apocalypse. When I think of apocalypse, I think of, you know, whatever. Zombies. sure zombies, <laughs> yes. exactly, or... The meteor hitting the Earth. Yeah, you know, in and... coronal
2: mass ejection frying everything on the planet. Oh,
1: that's a great movie with Nicolas Cage. Wasn't that him?
2: Yes.
1: yes. I what? I don't
0: know. Did she say cornholes mean... frying everybody in the United States? What? Yes. If you've <laughs> yeah, not heard, exactly. if
1: you've not heard of the cornhole apocalypse, it's really a it's really a niche sort of thing, and that's where people start playing cornhole, the game you know with the boards and the sandbags. Yes, and then. Everything goes bananas and, and the cornhole things come to life. You need to tune into QAnon more, Matt. Are the cornhole bags made of plutonium? Is that what yes. To yes. And they come to life and they're like, it's like the thing, like the John Carpenter one. And they're running around and it's it's a
0: horrible The way horrible you did that, it made it look more like the thing from Adam's family, though. Yeah, that's oh, it. we because lost Creed. That's too bad. Her, her iPad must have died. Yes. She went yeah. down. So anyway, so... It was nice Thanks. to have you, were Actually, she was a lot of fun. I enjoyed her. Okay.
3: Yes. Matt, I'm sorry I interrupted. So you were saying, yeah, there's been many apocalypses.
0: Right, In but you're we trying to d- define, because, you know, this was the client that you came up with, which is, yeah. you know, an But, you apocalypse. know, the Black
3: Death, it, you know,
0: Buponic people thought plague.
3: that was, they thought that was the end times. It was like two-thirds of Europe was dead.
0: You know, and if you think about it, I mean, COVID has killed about as many people as, no. uh,
1: no oh had. well, I mean, as a percentage, percentage. of the total population—not a percentage.
0: I'm talking about in terms of the amount of people, yeah, not yeah. the percentage. Really, has the it? the population?
3: It's really heart attack. Only five hundred thousand people died in the, or I'm sorry, a million people died in the bubonic plague.
0: I don't know. I don't know. Exactly I think those. How many. I think
3: I think those numbers are off.
0: I'm probably wrong with my information. Um. Yeah. No, it's not the same. <laughs> so, bubonic plague did about fifty million people in a year.
3: Yeah. Oh, I was going to say.
0: Yeah, And there that's, was less people then. I was looking at something else.
3: There was that's less a, people then. So that's that was a, a lot of people. people. That's a lot of people. That was like, look to the left of you. Look to the right of you. Be that's
1: dead. like Skippy woke up and everybody in the house was dead. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Skippy. Skippy? Skippy. The, the 13th century uh, kid. Was, yeah. Wasn't
1: Cobbler.
0: Skippy like Cobbler's the uh, the king of uh, Belarus or something? Skippy the third?
1: Skippy Skippy the third, yes. That was a generational thing. Um He was called Skippy the Cruel. That was his, uh... <laughs> no, that was his uncle, and it's he's oh, misunderstood.
0: That's right. He was Skippy the Lame.
1: Yeah. He Skippy the Basotten.
0: He had a bound foot and he had trouble walking.
1: Right. So he nice. had a cat and he really hated birds. And so he killed a lot of birds. It was like a bird aside. It was a bird apocalypse. <laughs> I don't know what the hell the story was, but he was an I, asshole. All
0: I know is that I'm enjoying your tangent today, Brendan. Go for it. <laughs> yes. I think Brendan's had
3: some beers.
1: <laughs> Brendan's
0: going down my usual road.
3: <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm just I'm just getting into the flow
1: of it.
0: <laughs> we have well, Aviana I, I, side. I wanted,
1: I
3: wanted to bring this client in because, you know, it's obviously we actually, you know, in my lifetime, people talked about
0: Wait, 10, your lifetime would that be anything near to our lifetimes, Greg? No, I'm different age than you.
3: <laughs> but but it really does seem like talking about ecological collapse in 20 years when the permafrost starts melting and the carbon dioxide's is released it's like we're really like there for real. It's not just like in a thousand AD, all these Christians were like, oh, it's the end times. Jesus is coming back. It's the Revelations, the you know, Book of Revelations. They were just idiots. But we have actually hard scientific data. now that's like, yeah, in 20 years, it could be the fucking almost the end of mankind. Like s- some people will live, obviously. There'll probably be some stragglers, but it's it's a thing.
0: Well, I think that comes yeah. to like how deep is your bunker. So if that does happen in 20 years, how deep would your bunker have to be to avoid <laughs> it?
1: You know, well, I'll, I saw this thing uh, and you can... Check this out. It was like on Yahoo News or Google News. or I don't know. It was on my phone, but they've built this uh, mega yacht and um, you can buy an apartment on this mega yacht and they plan on building more of these mega yachts. And I started thinking that, you know, conspiracy head in me was like, oh, God. They're making boats for all the rich people to live <laughs> the
3: world is flooded. Holy shit. That's exactly what they're doing. It's just like that sci-fi movie. What was it? Elysium right. where like all the rich people are in a space station.
0: Or there's and 2012, the-, uh, the movie 2012, which was dealing with like the yes! Mayan apocalypse where was all the people bought, bought money to get onto the, the arcs that went up into the Himalayas.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's right. I remember that movie.
0: So yeah, that could be a sign. <laughs> Everybody's getting on yachts to get away from flooding. But you know, if there's major flooding, the yachts aren't going to save you either. Those things will take over uh, aircraft carriers. You know, they'll will capsize those suckers. Yeah, uh, they just have to
1: go out far you. enough out to sea, mm-hmm. and the tsunamis or whatever they don't affect. Yeah, they'll be fine. fine. Unless be fine. the
0: earthquakes are in the middle of the ocean, like but we're talking about the Marianas t- Trench. T-
1: we're talking about flooding, not Cthulhu. I mean, it's just you go out <laughs> into the water; it's fine. <laughs> not the Kraken. <laughs> Release the Kraken. The, the The real apocalypse is, um, you know, I, I, I'm more concerned <laughs> with the the lack of. Uh, you know the the rising temperatures and how that's going to affect crops and all that. I, I mean, even though I live in Florida, flooding is is a is a major concern. But I've looked at all the data, and it isn't until like you know two thousand and like eighty or hundred or something where it's like Miami is really kind of fucked. But you know, in other parts where it's arid already, you know, I really think that we're going to see you know food riots and there's I don't I don't know I think it's going to be something different before the the rich people need to float out in their big yachts. I think we're going to have to break up the poor people killing each other over rice.
0: When do you see that happening?
1: I don't think it's that far out, man. Maybe 20 years?
0: Like the entire agricultural system is just going to shut down?
1: Well, it like, could. I know, that, like, it, there was there was a thing I was reading about in India that was, um, they were, had to, uh, like, ration the rice or something, and it was like the mass starvation of it. There was just people who were just unable to get to the rice because whatever, they didn't have a bike or something, whatever the fuck happened. And so they were just dying. It was just people starving in India. They didn't even have a skateboard to get to the rice? No, no skateboards, nothing, man. No little <laughs> Razor scooter. Fuck, they were screwed, man.
0: They could just walk to the rice. I always thought
3: like a weird apocalypse that I've never seen a science fiction writer talk about. It's like an apocalypse of the soul, if you will, even though I'm an atheist, if you will, if I will, uh, like, if like, what if like in 30 years, like just our brains change where like people don't even care about other people. And it's just like, Oh, you can murder someone if you want to, who cares? It's, It's no biggie. And that would be a horrible apocalypse. Like, because I already see people's brains changing in my lifetime, where it's like I don't even understand half the people in my country what they're saying. So, if it gets to the point because of
0: it, you don't understand English anymore, what are you talking about, Grace? No, no, you, I don't. Are understand you speaking their, metaphorically?
1: I don't understand. Their, Look, you, um, under- you can get on any one of a number of
3: apps to learn how to speak Spanish, and then you can speak with the other half of the population. No, but I think it's everywhere. It's not just America. It's just like, I always thought that would be the worst apocalypse. If like, just what if everything was fine? There was no ecological disaster, no nuclear war, but it was just okay to kill someone if you felt like it.
0: I mean, like the and purge?
3: Kind of like that, but yeah.
0: You actually think that's going to happen? Like that's a realistic scenario for you?
3: I don't know. After the past five years, I do not know where people's brains are going. Well,
0: people are just randomly killing people and then thinking it's okay. They're not
3: now. They're not now. Mm -hmm. Right. So
0: it's like, where is this coming from, from your mind? Like, what are, what, what uh, portents are you seeing in your tea leaves, Greg, that uh, see this particular apocalypse happening? What it was
3: is like seeing how every generation like condemns the next generation, like all these, like, you know, in the 60s, it was like these hippies, they're just complete hedonists and they're evil basically they're like just fucking and and like what if like when we're old men like we the are. young generation is just like oh yeah if you don't like someone just kill them don't be lame that's whatever old man i killed well, that, that was
0: past cultures when they you know like the the inuit would send out their elderly out on ice flows and yeah. No, and that then, was smart. E- I'm Easter Island. <laughs> At what age do we get set on an ice float? Yeah, Brendan, you're, you're
1: <laughs> gonna be sent to when ice are we going? Soon. I think <laughs> once I start really having trouble controlling myself downstairs, you can put me on an ice float. That'd be fine with me.
0: <laughs> so as soon as you are continent, whenever you can't mm-hmm. like control your pee, it's like send me away.
1: Yeah, that's probably a good. That's a good rule of thumb. I mean, you know, if I'm still contributing and I just have to wear a diaper, maybe. <laughs>
0: Like, yeah. Or, I, or I have a catheter. But
1: I chances are, I've probably lost other facilities at that point. Um, you know what I thought was a good, like apocalypse, different take on it was "Children of Men."
0: Oh, what, that oh, was yeah. when uh, they stopped being able to have kids or something.
1: Yeah, like that. I think you know. Although I don't, you know, I don't have any reason to think that would happen, but. I could see that almost more realistically happening than Greg's purge apocalypse. No, I know. This purge that's, scenario. That's so the where it's about. like, you know, the the, the the just the constant chemicals and whatever, and and people start becoming more and more, you know, not fertile or whatever, and yeah. suddenly... Well,
0: you know, I was watching a recent episode of John Oliver, I think it was a few weeks ago, where he did a, um, a show about certain chemicals that are created by DuPont and 3M that are literally in everybody like 99% 99 of the population that was tested had these chemicals in them this is the stuff that they make uh, Teflon with Yep. and uh, you know in certain parts of the country that um, is much higher than others and it's caused a number of defects and uh, mutations within individuals and the fact that 99% of us have it and this was a study done that was done across the country and in other countries. There's um, a, there's that's a, great a little bit distressing.
1: Yeah, there's a great documentary. I forget what the hell the name of it was, but there's a great documentary that takes that John Oliver segment and does two hours on it. And it'll, like, it'll blow your mind. Like, I was like Captain, like, no stick, no problem. And now I'm like, oh, God, no, 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 no. But it's too late.
2: Just it's it's like don't
1: scrape it with a fork or a knife.
0: What's just too late? Be
1: careful. It's too late to like decide. Oh, I'm just not going to use Teflon. It's already in you. That's my oh, point.
0: Right, got it. Yeah, I mean, because you know, the fact is, it's a really handy thing that they created. <laughs> you know, if you've ever like ruined a uh, a cast iron pan, you understand the benefit of Teflon. But at the same time, you aren't necessarily told the bad parts of Teflon. You know, yeah.
3: Christian mentioned the zombie apocalypse, and that might seem like, you know, fantastical for... Who, who, who mentioned about. it? Christian.
0: Oh, I thought you said Pretty Christian, good. and I was like, huh? Sister Christian. That's what I call her. <laughs> Sister Christian all the time.
3: It, they, There's you know, an the,
0: apocalypse right there.
3: You guys probably know this thing, but there is um, a microbe or... I don't even know what it is, but it infects ants. Yeah,
4: it's and a it fungus. Them
3: into zombies it's a virus and it makes the ant just totally become brainless and at the end of its lifespan once it's infected with this virus it wants to climb to the highest point it can on a tree because it's going to explode and release the virus so it'll spread and I was like that that could be a real zombie thing like if what if that happens it spreads to humans somehow
1: yeah, no, it's yes. a, it's a fungus. It's not a virus. A fungus, it's a fungus.
3: Thank you. Thank it's,
1: you. And it's it's a it's a cordyceps and it's a particular type of uh, a yeah. fungus, and it, they affect ants. The reason that the ant crawls up uh, to the top actually is so that he will be eaten by a sheep, and oh. then and then when the sheep eats the infected ant, the the spores from the fungus go into the shit of the sheep. The sh- the the sheep shits out the fungus spores, and then the ants get infected by the
3: shit. But we eat mutton sometimes.
1: My real sheep.
0: question here is, we why lamb. do you know so much about this, Brendan?
3: Because he's a homeschooling teacher dad.
0: Yeah, I know, but well, he knew the name Cordycep as being the answer. Yeah, the ant or the he fungus. His kids. I'm a, he's a teacher. I'm, yeah, but a, certain things don't get retained, Greg. Even though you're teaching people things. Two things.
1: One, yeah. I'm a big fan of fungus. <laughs> I, I i that's a t-shirt I, i'm a big fan <laughs> i uh buy um kind of a, a a mushroom fungus sort of health product that i put in my coffee in the morning it's great it has cordyceps in it now going back to uh and why this why this will connect is my son before he left for the navy Rourke came down and he saw this and he's like dad are you eating this i'm like yeah i put it in my coffee in the morning I, it's supposed to be good for me i don't know And uh, he goes, you know, it's got cordyceps in it. And I'm like, yeah, cordyceps. Fuck yeah. (laughs) And he's like, you know, there's a a video game, uh, Greg. I forget what it's called, The Last of Us or something. It's a zombie apocalypse video game. It's very popular. I think it's called The Last of Us. And that is the zombie apocalypse. It is a a fungal infection, a cordycepy kind of thing. So that's why my son knew about it because he's like, he was telling me that's what's in this video game and you know, you're know, you eating zombie mushrooms. And then, you know, then the running joke around the house was I'd wander around in the morning going
3: until you have your fungus.
0: And for T- those who really want to know, it's uh Ophiocordyceps unilateralis. That is the zombie ant fungus. Yeah. There's several of them though. I think are Latin.
1: Yeah. I think there's a couple that do different things, but yeah. The ant one's pretty famous, because it, it it literally, it takes over the ant's brain, central, right? central nervous system. They don't really have yeah. really a brain, perhaps. but And then it drives the ant around doing its bidding. Super creepy.
3: But yeah, we had a space fungus. I don't know. Yeah. I, I was always terrified of just, like, a meteor hitting Earth. Like, just the fact that everything would end. Like, like you oh, that's... I- Earth was cracked in half, like, because, you know, I'm a misanthrope. I'm kind of just always pissed off at humanity most of the time, but we've created some great things. Like we've created the Ramones and we've created,
0: (laughs) I think the Ramones created the Ramones. We've
3: created Mad Max Fury Road, our civilization. And it's like, I don't want that just to be gone forever. The whole universe will never know of these great things Earth created. We're just done. We're just like,
0: I, I remember watching a movie a number of years ago. It was one of those apocalyptic movies, but it was essentially a nuclear war, and um, the last survivors were on a submarine, and they're all trying to make their way to Australia because that's oh, like the one place from here left. Here to eternity. I can't. No, on the, on the beach.
3: On the beach, Australian one.
0: Well, it wasn't an Australian movie. It had, like, Armando Asante was, like, the main character, and I forget. And I remember there was somebody else, and and essentially it was, um, you know, they're all trying to get to Australia before Nuclear Winter gets there, but it turns out by the time they get there, Nuclear Winter had reached every corner of the world, and everybody dies at the end of this movie, and I'm like... Wow, this is probably the, the most depressing movie I've ever seen where you suddenly realize that nothing mattered. Nothing yep. Yep. matters at all to our planet um, if everybody dies. Every piece of uh, human accomplishment, every great work of art has absolutely no meaning whatsoever if everybody's gone. Yeah, and then it was.
1: It was on the beach, which is a 1959. No, um, no, it's a different movie. He's thinking of something else because
0: on the beach. No, this might have been Australia. a. It might have been a, a, a remake of it, but on um, the
3: beach is they're wait in Australia waiting to die. Like they're like because Australia is far away, so they're like, oh, the is going to get here soon, so we're all going to die soon. It's definitely not from here to eternity.
0: <laughs> you know, no, that's the know. one with uh, <laughs> Sinatra. But um, well, I'm
3: pretty. I'm pretty sure it's that movie.
1: But no, anyway. I think
0: it. Like I said, I think it's a remake. Yeah, it is. It's a remake of On the Beach that came oh, out okay. in 2000. So oh, okay. I haven't seen that one. It was made. It was a TV movie. So... I thought
1: a good a good apocalypse movie was uh, okay. Finding a Friend for the End of the Universe with Steve Which Carell. One? Finding a Friend for the End of the Universe or the End of the World.
0: Oh, I haven't seen I don't that know one. This one. It oh, came it was... out like last few years.
1: Yeah, Steve Carell. And, I've been
0: meaning to watch it, but I haven't watched
1: it. What's the trick of it? It's it's it's. There's a meteor coming, uh, and it's there's. They've tried everything, and there's nothing they can do, and the world is going to end in X amount of days. Yeah, and Steve Carell uh, does a great performance as this just Steve Carell character, where he's like an insurance adjuster, and he's just living out his last days, and everybody's losing their shit. Because the world is going to end and there's nothing, absolutely nothing anybody can do about it. And so he's still kind of going to work and people are like just crying in the office and losing their mind. And anyway, it's 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 it ends up being kind of a romantic comedy. Um, and I'm not generally a fan of that genre, but this one is. I want to see
3: that so bad.
0: Did you guys is, hear about the asteroid that almost hit Earth a couple of weeks ago? Yes, I keep no. track of that. Yeah, it was uh, an asteroid about the size of a refrigerator yeah. um, came within eighteen hundred miles of Earth.
3: That wouldn't I mean, do much, though. That wouldn't really fuck us up.
1: No, refrigerator size. It's going to burn up mostly in the atmosphere. But there was another yeah. one about, I want to say, two or three months prior uh, that was much bigger. That was it was like the size of a uh, like a s- skyscraper. Still not enough to probably end life on the planet, but right. yeah. <laughs> it, I
0: would, it have would have to be really, a... really big. What I'm reading here is that for an object to be considered dangerous, it has to measure at least 460 feet in diameter.
3: Yeah, I think that was the one that hit like Russia in 1907. What was that one that like it didn't end life, obviously, but it like to to
1: Tusky? Yeah, it it touched dusky.
3: That was a different the whole world was like darker for two years like it was like it really that crater it kicked up so much shit so it's like all these other apocalypses that we cause like ecological nuclear and it's like i always thought as a little kid i was terrified of this and i always thought i would vote for any president who that's his main platform like we have to have a better space program to be able to knock these fucking asteroids out of the sky Space Force. That was not Donald Trump's vision for Space Force.
0: (laughs) Well, there are many ways we could all die, I think. Um, And, you know, I think the biggest problem we'll have is like when we find out the vampires are real and uh, they decide to finally just take over and kill everybody.
3: That's not going to happen ever. There's no (laughs) fungus... How do
0: you know there aren't actually vampires in existence right now? I started now? No watching that show.
3: It turns an ant into a blood-sucking ant. What We Do in the Shadows, that's a great show. That's
1: another that one is guys God, That is pretty hilarious. That show is
0: pretty funny. I love that I,
1: just, I just started watching it like a couple of nights ago, and I'm like, well, how have I missed The, yes. office? the <laughs> office Meets Vampires? <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah, it's like The Office, Parks and Rec meets uh, Werewolves and Vampires, definitely. Yeah. But, you know, the, the, it has a vampire in that show, which is called, like, an emotional vampire. And back in the early days of the internet, um, when there were a lot of, like, news groups and things like that, I was a member, very briefly, of a vampire group of people who thought that they were vampires. And uh, they... I knew one of those guys. They shortly kicked me out of their group for making fun of them. But prior to beginning, No me, shit. Prior to me asking them questions they didn't like... Um, I found out that there were these guys that the, who thought they were emotional vampires. Like, they could go into a room and they could drain the energy out of a room. I'm like, yeah, that's just because you got a shitty personality. Yeah, like, that's, that's not because you're a vampire. That's not supernatural. You I've silly person. Happen. You know, and other people, like, tell about, like, how much blood they could drink before, like, they would cause them to vomit and stuff like that. I'm like, like, that's not a vampire. That's just you. Pretending to be one. This is not real, people. How do you? Anyway, and that's when I realized, that for for legitimate sake, that people are nuts and they oh, have things yeah. going on in their heads that you will never know what that is. You no, know,
3: you know, in Tucson, I worked at a bookstore with a guy named Guillermo, and he was very functional. He did a great your job. That
0: is just... right there. Is Guillermo?
3: Guillermo. That's it's the name Guillermo. of the character in the show, isn't it? Exactly. It is. He's my favorite character, actually. I love Guillermo, but. This Guillermo, I didn't love so much because it was kind of annoying. Because he he really thought he was a vampire, and sometimes I would ask him, I'm "Like, so Guillermo, I mean, who turned you, are Guillermo? You, are, you, are you gonna live for forever?" And he really thought he was. He would just totally tell me, "Not insane, with an insane gleam in his eye." He'd be like, "Oh yeah, I am.
0: I'm the forever. So you should have tested it on him. Well. It's like can a cross we, on
3: his forehead. Can we find Guillermo and have him on the show? <laughs> we should probably. And he was very goth. He was a goth guy, and his house was so gothy. Like all of his silverware was like bone. It looked like femurs. <laughs> like his forehead. It's
0: not silverware, Greg. It's boneware.
3: Yeah, it was boneware. It was boneware. <laughs> These fancy forks and knives that were all like look like bones, you know, like femurs and whatever.
0: Was that a uh, a Soundgarden song you just did, Brendan? Yeah, <laughs> boneware.
1: <bang>, <laughs> What's the matter with your bone? Yeah, I don't know. I love the energy vampire on that show though. <laughs> the, the fucking accountant guy. He's
3: everyone's favorite, Colin. Colin. <laughs> Colin is. Uh, I mean, actually.
1: My favorite is the British guy because I loved him on uh, oh. the
3: IT Crowd. I can't get enough of that guy. But you the- got to see the Toast of London if you love that guy. You know, I yes. saw
0: that. I wasn't as big of a fan of it with him. Oh, that. I
3: loved it. Yeah. I thought you I would like that because it. it's all non sequiturs and nonsense.
0: <laughs> Sometimes it's going to be too much non sequitur for something. You do want some yeah. strain of uh, something you can follow, you know, for it to go. Okay, over.
3: let's. Uh, what is your worst apocalyptic fear? What's the one you worry about? You stay up at late at night about?
0: I don't worry about any of them. Um, the only one that has the slightest amount of concern for me is the potential super volcano going off um, a couple of miles away from here that is triggered by like the San Andreas Fault and yeah. you know, and then like all the uh, other volcanoes, go Yellowstone going up massively and just wiping out the West Coast. That's the only one that I have some slight amount of concern for because it's about three hundred years overdue. Um. So it's like it was supposed to happen about 300 years ago. So that's yeah. a
1: legit one. I'd say. I'd say the meteor thing is one for me. Like, I feel like if the meteor was coming, uh, they wouldn't let us know for until it was probably too late. Because
0: <laughs> they don't want I'm all the panicking to, the to happen. where so people they are like, to... oh, I don't know what to
1: do. Yeah, they don't want to panic. You know, so they're like, ah.
0: it's like how deep is that bunker?
1: <laughs> right. Well, they could so wanted- send us up there. Yeah, I think it's him. Bruce
3: Willis is really
1: way... Gone, I was going
0: to say, Affleck might still be old enough to be able to be sent up. Yeah. But I think Willis by that Steve time... Steve Buscemi, maybe. Well, you know, was, I mean, Shatner just went into space recently and he's 90, so maybe they're not too old.
1: But he could blow let's, up an asteroid. Let's just, let's just put uh bezos and musk and branson all in a giant space dildo and just shoot them at the fucking thing and even if it didn't work all of us would have the satisfaction of knowing that they blew up and then we'd all
3: die and it'd be cool i'd be for that even the giant space ark that they're building secretly in area 52 for all the rich people that yeah send this giant space
0: ark area 52 greg
3: is it oh I'm sorry that's the bar Area 51. <laughs> there's a bar in Portland everyone called Area 52 so there
0: the used East. to be a bar called that but
3: yeah yeah but um yeah that would be great if all those people in the space arc were like oh yeah we're the rich people are gonna escape this apocalypse and it's like actually no we're gonna s- send you at this asteroid. Right? we're gonna shoot you at the asteroid yeah because did, did you call up. it a
0: disasteroid Greg that's a great name
3: I didn't but that is good <laughs>
1: That's a disaster. It's a man. disasteroid.
0: That's
3: a, that's a movie title. Disasteroid.
0: Yeah, I can like see Sharknado. that on Shudder TV.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, on Sci-Fi. <laughs> Network. Right. After After Sharknado 7
0: starring <laughs>
3: William Shatner.
1: I think last
0: year my wife and her sister like watched all the Sharknado movies during Halloween just for the Brilliant. Yeah.
1: I watched one and it was it was so uh, it was Idiotic. so bad. It was laughably funny. I sat here, I think I was watching it with, with Dagny, my littlest one. And you just, <laughs> Mystery Science Theater 3000, the shit out of it, and had a fantastic time.
0: I think the, the selling point to them is like, which um, B and C actors will you uh, be able to see in those movies that you haven't seen in like 20 years? Like, oh, it's what's his name from Hercules or whatever... we were
1: mostly mostly,
0: Tara Reid or somebody like that
1: yeah we were mostly laughing at how horrible the CGI sharks were (laughs)
0: like
1: they'd show like the one and then they're like
0: (laughs) just like a little plastic uh, (laughs) shark on a stick moving through the air
1: yeah and then the guy with the chair I forget
0: I never saw any of the movies so I don't know Oh,
1: there's a a guy who's like a B movie actor who you'd recognize like a character actor and He's this drunk at the bar, and he, he's beating sharks to death with his bar stool because up, for some reason he brings it with, and then he ends up dying. And it, that was the tragedy for us. We we're like, oh no, bar stool guy.
0: He died beating on sharks at the he bar. He died,
1: stool. and then they get the bar stool. They're like, oh no, he's dead. But we still have his bar stool.
0: They could bronze it and put it up on as a trophy or something. That movie is so bad. Anyway, our last few episodes, we've gone really long. Normally we do like an hour show and we were like, been good about that, but we've been very talkative in the last few episodes. Well, I think it was also
3: that um, Khrishna was very fascinating. Who would have thought that not only is she a day trader, an expert in stocks, but she did a documentary about Fidel Castro?
1: No, she was very, she was one of our more interesting.
3: Yeah,
1: for sure. She's also in a a movie with
0: Nick Cannon, too, you know, Mariah Carey's ex husband. What? So she was in a movie with Nick Cannon, Mariah Carey's ex husband.
3: Wait, you mean that piece of shit guy (laughs) who was like her pimp, her suitcase pimp? That
1: (laughs) is horrible. How is Nick Cannon? Did you call him a suitcase pimp? What the fuck does that even
3: mean? That's what you call a guy who's like, it's a, 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 a porn term. Like but guys so who are married to, Of course, it always goes
0: back to porn with porn. They're with
3: married to women and but they're also their manager and they're like pimping them out, even though it's like, this is my wife, but she's gonna
0: I don't think you know? he was her manager.
3: I thought he was. No, I think she was husband. more
0: like his sugar mama is what it was, and he got his I, career because of her.
3: I, oh, I, so I this don't is don't another bath negative.
0: Yeah.
1: Sorry. Wasn't he the kind of obnoxious guy on the Whatever the 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 show where they rated people, and he was like the black guy backstage that would announce people. Uh, America's go Got
0: out. Talent. Yeah, he's on that as the host okay. on that, and he's also the host of The Masked Singer as well. So yeah, not shows I. So watched, anyway, then... so he basically got Kreisha into a movie that he wrote and directed, and that was based upon um, dancehall scene in Jamaica. Huh. So she, she apparently got a, and Buster Rhymes is in that movie too. That's something that apparently can only be seen on. YouTube red, but we didn't get to that because we probably could. Like I, like I told her before, we could have probably talked to her for like three to ten hours. I'm sure she had lots of opinions about things. Anyway, um, but I think now is a good time. I think that was a a, a good episode. This was a good episode. You know, we uh, we had a good talk on apocalypses or apocalypses, so. however it's pronounced. You're Apocalypse. good enough. You're
3: smart enough, and people like you, Matt.
0: Yeah, I don't. I haven't met them yet. But anyway. This um, sound like a daily affirmation. The, the, that was a good episode. It was good. Did I, you like it? I was did it a good, good for episode you? today? Did you? I I have to like pat myself on the back. How great that was! <laughs> <laughs> so happy with myself. Somebody give me a cookie. Somebody. No, that was a good one. Give me a cookie or a fish. Anyway, all right. Who wants to end the show? Brendan, end the show.
1: I just want to say, you know. Namaste, Winter. You
0: will never be forgotten.
3: Never be forgotten? I don't know. <laughs> I thought I said never be forgotten pretty clearly.
0: I heard never be forgotten.
3: Really? I didn't. Okay. Yeah, so wait, you, Winter's the Dolphin? But you were we wearing an yes.
0: Assassin's Creed. Um, Outfit, winter so...
1: winter is the dolphin in clearwater who passed and we're we're still very much. oh i thought you were talking we're about morning, actual winter
0: because winter we're was coming morning. no winter no winter the
1: dolphin
0: winter the dolphin is coming that's what game of thrones is all about anyway yes, that's right.
1: without without <laughs> a flip without a back fluke she's just <laughs> flopping around
0: it's the zombie dolphin that's like That's the real zombies that we're gonna be dealing with. It's gonna be zombie dolphins taking over the world and that will be an ba- apocalypse.
1: I just feel bad that the last time I saw her, uh, she was just sort of floating and she just looked like kind of a gray log, just sort of floating around. And I I turned to my wife and I'm like, Is she dead? <laughs> Not cool. Uh, right, cool, Brenda.
0: nothing like a little grayed log dolphin alright well let's end the sucker this has been the Law Offices of Quibble Squabble and Bicker in case you didn't know people www.qsblaw.org we're a nonprofit because nobody gives us any money
1: your consultation with the Law Offices of Quibble Squabble and Bicker has ended you may pay your retainer at www.qsblaw.org please exit to the right of the water cooler and grab a candy from the front desk we hope to see you again soon but you need to leave now I said leave why don't they ever listen get out get out